Welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of February 8th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, always great to be with you. What's going on? Hey, Jenny. It's great to be back with you as well this week as we shift gears into a new week. So I've been having a lot of conversations with you, with our chief economist, with our portfolio manager over the last week. And the things that I'm hearing is that the market is getting much, much closer to that bottoming out that we've been predicting for the last two months or a month rather. What is it looking like for you on your end? That's right, Jenny. It looks like we may have turned a corner. At a high overview, we are seeing the industry hit a static patch. Tender rejections have flatlined as carriers accept nearly all their contracted freight tendered to them, with only a smidge over 3.5% of freight being rejected. And as tender rejections feel that they may be at their bottom, truckload rates look similar at a national level. They are trending much flatter with a very slim decline week over week. And if you've been paying attention, Mays predicted this a couple of weeks ago, but what I'm starting to see is that capacity has taken a little bit of a, a, a toll because of that winter weather, right Mays? That's right. I would say the winter storm last week has played a role here as we have seen capacity tighten in the back half of last week. And I expect for today and tomorrow at the minimum. This is due to the backlog of freight that we spoke about last week that was not able to move for several days as a lot of large freight shipping points like Dallas and Little Rock nearly shut down as it was hit with winter weather. But good thing not for long, right? Because the deep freeze of Texas, if I'm not mistaken, really affected the South in ways that was completely unexpected for the supply chain in the winter, um, but keep going. The impact of the storm that we saw last week disrupts a shipper's network and displaces capacity. So we could see rates remain relatively flat week over week as networks untangle themselves. So the trending topic for us here at Transfix is obviously when will rates bottom out. I think that's been the name of the game for the full supply chain uh, and what they're talking about. But are we there yet, Mays? I wouldn't say it's the end of declining rates, Jenny. Not just yet. I do expect rates to continue their slow decline after the backlog of freight is cleared. And this could happen as early as Tuesday or Wednesday. Looking at the national average all-in rate, we are almost at the identical level to the bottoming of rates we saw in November, which many can agree is near the lowest points that spot rates can reach for carriers to run at at least a break-even. But pull fuel on out of there, and you'll see that line haul still has about a 10 cent window or 6% to continue to decrease to hit the line haul we saw back in November. Yeah, and carriers have really been hurting, I mean, since Q3 of last year, maybe even uh, before then. But really what they're looking at is the spot market and waiting to see when the rates will, will increase. That's right, Jenny. It looks like we are nearing the bottoming of spot market. And there's not much more room for shippers to take from carriers. And we all know what this means. It's going to start closing that gap between contract and spot freight. And such is this vicious cycle that the industry has been going through. The only difference and what we've been talking about here quite a bit internally are those cycles are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. But you know what it's time for, our regional breakdown maze. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do the regional breakdown. The South, as we mentioned, is definitely one to watch out early this week. Expect more freight to hit the spot market Rates will most likely see some pressure as a backlog of freight moves across the south. On top of this, it's the season of love, Jenny, and Valentine's Day is right around the corner. This holiday doesn't have a significant impact in the south, but the markets along the border may see a slight tightening with flowers coming in. 
super fun facts for you on this Valentine's Day coming up when it comes to the floral supply chain. Now, obviously with the exception of domesticated flowers, if they're being imported, it takes anywhere from about four to five days to reach a truck. That is obviously a reefer truck. And then in that process, anywhere from eight to 10 days to reach the flower shop that you'll be purchasing your flowers during Valentine's Day. So really cool process there. And Jenny, speaking of flowers, we're gonna flip over to the Southeast. Believe it or not, Valentine's Day does have a little bit of a seasonality twist in the Southern Florida markets, as flowers mostly come from South America and are being shipped up through Miami as the gateway to the US. And another fun fact for you, flowers really have a short lifespan, which I think we all know, right? But they usually last anywhere from 12 to 15 days in the process of being imported. So timing is of the essence when it comes to flower delivery. We've already been seeing tightening in Florida, as we mentioned last week, but this week expect rates to continue to slightly increase week over week. And this is on top of extremely low tender rejections, below 2% in Southern Florida. But I do not believe that the tender rejections and rates will necessarily tie to each other this week, as carriers are still accepting everything they can, but the increase in demand for a very short window I do believe we will see some pressure on spot rates. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how this pans out for next week when we're at the height of Valentine's Day, but let's keep going. What about uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area? Well, Jenny, in Georgia, we've also seen some tightening in the past week, but I do think we're gonna see that turn the corner and Georgia and the remaining states in the Southeast will most likely see some loosening. Okay, and we are just missing out on the West Coast, I think. Well, Jenny, moving from Sunshine State to the Golden State, the West Coast, and more specifically, the shipping mecca of Southern California remains anything other than a gold rush. Rates continue to see softening, and this week will be no different. Yeah, my gut is that we are gonna see that change though once imports start really ramping up on the West Coast as shippers start to re-diversify their freight from the East Coast back to where it originally came from. Well, Jenny, I don't think we're gonna see any pressure on West Coast markets for a while. That's unless there's some weather event. Other than that, Imports are still very low compared to what we saw the last two years, and there's no signs of changing in the coming weeks. Yeah, that feels like a produce season Q2, Q3 problem. The Northeast and the Midwest are areas that I believe still have more room to see greater declines in the coming week. As rates have been inflated by weeks of weather disruption, and as long as weather stays out of the picture, these regions are where we will see more downward pressure on rates brought on by shippers. So we've really been examining the markets for any shifts and spikes that could potentially change the, the trajectory of the market. But Maze, when do you think we'll get a really clear picture? Over the next 60 days, we would definitely get a clearer picture long-term on the markets. As a large portion of new contracts are kicking off, I believe the second half of the year would depend on who drives the power in the market. Do you mean shippers or carriers or, or where are you going with this, Maze? I love this concept. Well, Jenny, what I mean by that is that there are three core parties. There are the brokers, like Transfix. There are assets, who usually your large asset carriers also have a brokerage division. And then you're the shippers. It was clear that prior to the turn in the downward market a few months ago, back in March, brokers and carriers were the winners for several years. The past few months, shippers have really navigated taking back the market as supply has continued to increase and demand has slowed. But a large factor is how assets are positioned through this RP season. And the big question is, will shippers push too far on the rates of these new awards? Which then pushes your largest asset carriers to reprice, causing that domino effect quicker than anticipated with brokers and small carriers. 
The current RFP cycle, many shippers are going through, could close the gap between that contract and spot spread, which would point to a market with more seasonal capacity shifts we haven't really seen in the past two years. It could also mean that the bottom of the spot market is sitting somewhere in the coming weeks. That's great background info, Maze, especially on RFP season and how it really affects the industry when it comes to spot and contract freight. But what are we talking about in terms of where that leaves shippers now? I'll tell you that we are starting to hear from a lot of shippers that there is a shift back to moving more of their longer haul freight via the rail, since there is a lack of urgency and the volume is lower than they've seen in the past few years. At the same time, rates in the rails have continued to decline just like the truckload sector. And the current level of imports, like I mentioned, is not significant and much lower than we've experienced in the last two and a half years. There should be no issues on getting spots in the rail for most of these large shippers. So what does that mean? We are seeing the average length of haul continue to drop in recent weeks, which will also allow a truck to be utilized on more loads which essentially gives more capacity to the overall market. Which is great for shippers, but then when it comes to those carriers that play exclusively in the spot market, that market becomes now even more competitive than what we've seen in over the holidays. But Maze, is there anything else in the news cycle that you're looking at right now? Other than earnings calls, which has taken up a large portion of the news, the recent Class 8 truck order data has been circulating a lot. But in my opinion, it's not something we should put too much of a bearing on. The number was still relatively high. It may be lower than the previous few months, but a lot of this is also weighted toward the backlog created by supply chain bottlenecks from the prior two years. As always, I look forward to next week, diving back into the freight markets and seeing what else is making headlines for the freight industry. As do I, Maze. Now, I do want to take a moment to plug a new Transfix spinoff podcast series called The Transfix Take On, where we have a number of guests that come in and give us their take on a specific subject. Our first episode is already up with WeWork and our very own Lisa Rossi here at Transfix. I highly encourage that you listen to this episode on DEIJ, especially as you continue to explore your ESG needs. New episodes drop each Friday. And with that, drive safely. We'll see you next week. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.